you know, we're going to pop in for Shaw on Mondays. I know we're going to get started. So today's topic is, are we settling for at least people in our, and are you settling for at least people in your life? So when you think of that, when you hear that statement, what comes to mind? Repeat that again. I'm sorry. Are you settling for at least people in your life? I think we do settle for people in our lives pertaining to the situation that we are in or they are in. Sometimes we choose friendship and relationships because we are lonely and we're trying to fit in. And some and those people does not really bring any value to your life, but you still hang on to them because sometimes it makes you feel good, it makes you feel important, and also it doesn't make you feel lonely. So I think we settle. Definitely. Sure. Yes, that's my opinion, I think. And I think we all do it. I have even done it in the past. And then I, I realized, like, you know, I never, every time I go up in status, I've never looked down on anybody, but those least people that's in my life, I have to leave them at a certain level because they cannot go to the, to where I'm going because I feel that they will bring me down or I feel that they're just stagnant and I'm just not doing the things that I used to do. I love them. You know what I mean? I will check on them here once in a while, but just certain things that I wouldn't talk to them about or certain times I wouldn't hang out with them. And then the relationship just fall to the wayside. To the wayside. And then they go about their business and I go about mine. So I think we, we settle sometimes. Even in personal relationship, we settle because sometimes we feel that Maybe that person would change, so we settle for them, and then we are the ones that end up being heartbroken because they don't change, no matter the discussions that you have with them. Either you're crying to them, you're arguing with them, you stop talking to them, they, they wouldn't change, and you just have to leave them behind. Definitely. I mean, when we, when we, when we actually put the topic together, we we're really talking about how intelligent we how intelligent we are as human beings. We justify everything. So if somebody's saying at least to us, like, oh, at least you showed up, or at least you came, or at least that's what we're saying. Like people that the standard is the bar set so low that we make excuses. And and you touched on it a little bit. We make excuses for keeping them around. Mm-hmm. And we really want to ask everybody, why are we not why don't we have people in our lives that consistently are showing up? Why we're making excuses for the people who aren't, or, or, or why we ask to make excuses for the people who aren't always showing up or showing up late? And and it's a consistent thing because when you truly say at least they showed up, nine times out of ten, or at least they made it, or at least they they came home. You know, you hear you hear people say, "Oh, at least my partner came home." I mean, that is that the least. Like, I mean, I thought it was an expectation of a partnership. You know what I mean? So when you hear people say that, you look look at it and you're like, 
on one end, why are you doing that when you're in a relationship with somebody that you're supposed to be holding in high regards and high value? You're supposed to have people around you respect. Part two is when a person's saying that about you, why are you comfortable with that statement? Because it shows that they don't have a, a high bar for you. And I don't know about everybody else, but I know anybody in my life, I truly believe that they're high value. So I hold them to that. I hold them to that standard. And a lot of people, you know, look at it as pressure, but I look at it as the fact that I have high, high respect for you. And I expect you to be in high, in high regards. I expect you to be your best. And I, my job as your, the person in your life is to keep you at your best. So mm -hmm. if you're flipping, I'm gonna hold you accountable. But if you're doing great things, I'm gonna talk about how great you are as well. You know what I mean? But at least would never come on my mouth. At least we got this, or at least we made it, or at least, like I, the expectation is you're gonna show up because you said you will. The expectation is you're gonna be on time because you said you're gonna be on time. So yeah, people are so scared of having expectations because they fear disappointment. So they set the bar so low that you start to believe in life, that that's just how life is. So there's mm -hmm. some people that are surrounded around people that actually show up every time. You know, that's well, not, go ahead. So it's, it's setting the bar low, but it's also not wanting to, to get rid of the relationship as well, right? So mm -hmm. you take what you can because you don't want to ruffle any feathers and you're, you're looking at it like, well, at least they're doing three out of the 10 things that I need them to do. And that's okay because I don't want to, I don't want to end the relationship. I don't want to ruffle any feathers. I don't want the conflict. So at least they're doing that. And then you, you and then what happens is the other people in your life, they compensate for the person that's not doing all that they're supposed to do. So you're letting that person off the hook, right? Because you don't want to sever the relationship, but yet you're putting more of a, a responsibility on the people that actually show up. Definitely. So when you say at least, at least be mindful enough to know that you're saying at least because you don't want to, you, you're not ready to leave the relationship. So you rather take the, 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 the scraps because you're not ready yet. Yeah. And I've, I've showed up to places where people say, Oh my God, why are you so late? And I have said, at least I showed up, but in reality, I really didn't want to go. <laughs> <laughs> I really don't want to come. So I'd be like, at least you, sh you know that I'm, I'm here because I don't hold them to a certain standard. So is whether I don't care to go or not, but just to avoid conflict, I go, but I go late. So I, I show no, you know, no consideration for that, their feelings. So That's I've done that in the past. And no consideration yeah. for your agreement. Wait, but it, but it's okay that you it's okay that you didn't want to go. You should have just been honest about not wanting to go. You know what I mean? So yeah, yeah, you're right. So you shouldn't yeah. feel bad about not wanting to be there. It's more the you didn't really want to be there. You ended you ended up going late, and then you weren't really honest about not wanting to be there. I I guess because most people, yeah. except for for teenagers, they don't walk into a party and say late and say. And you ask why why they're late, and they're like, "Cause I don't want to be, cause I didn't really want to come." <laughs> you know, we're we're told like to, when we socialize as adults that that's rude, but it's but it's honest. Right? So honesty, would, yeah, honesty is rude. Yeah, so they will understand. They will understand you more if they understood that you didn't want to be there. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Definitely, it's like what Jazz was saying. You know, we de it's de definitely lack of work, but it's less faith in humanity. Like we, we, we judge, we judge the people closest to us based on the standards of, of humanity. 
And the reason you chose those people is because they're high character, I would assume. Yeah. Because they're, they're, they're exceptional and they're different than the, the norm. So mm -hmm. expectations should be high and those people should love those expectations because they know they're in your life because they're special. But yeah, you have to maintain being special. Can't just get in special and then fall back. That's why relationships fall short because we forget to maintain the relationships. All of us are really just trying to get in the relationship. And then now that we have the person's heart or now that we have the person's commitment, now we lay back. And people wonder why people walk away. We walk away because we lose, we lose, we lose our way when we're in the relationship. You're supposed to maintain it. So don't don't go out too hard because then you give people false expectations. Yeah. You know, let them know what you're getting into. But at the same time, maintain, give them something you can maintain for a lifetime. Because that's supposed to be the goal, a lifetime. You know? Right. Yeah, that is that is true because it's like um you start a relationship, like you said, and it starts off strong and then it starts dwindling. I have learned when you come into a relationship certain way, you like you say, you have to maintain that relationship and either you get bored if you don't maintain that, that level that you bought in when you first started, either I get bored or the person get bored and that's where the conflict lies and then you start having arguments and things like that and then you was like, well, forget this, it's not working anyway. But it's not the fact that it wasn't working. You wasn't putting the work into it like yeah, you did when you first started. That's, that's a very important statement. Well, yeah, and in every relationship that you are in, you deserve, well, everyone deserves to get everything they want out of it, right? So you shouldn't sign up for a commitment with anyone, whether it's romantic or it's with just a friendship and not get everything that you want. So people go in, you know, to relationships thinking that, well, at least, you know, they do this. At least they show up when, when, when times are rough, right? Well, what about the time, the, the, everything that's in between, right? It's easy to, it's not, it's easier to help somebody who's grieving, help somebody who's in need, right? But what about, every, if you guys are not connecting on any other level, then what type of friendship or relationship do you truly have? So, it, it, you know, people, and, and people also use those opportunities to connect on grief, right? So it's like, I post that, God forbid, somebody in my family passed away that was close to me, right? And then all these people are gonna come out to comfort me, which is which is great, right? Like you, you want, it's nice to have that comfort, but if we don't really have a relationship, then all it is is kind words and you, you would just keep it moving. But a lot of times is those kind words turn into, what are you doing for brunch? And what are you doing this time? And then a phone call, and then we're hanging out. And then before you know it, we're back in this, relationship that we never really had to begin with so it, it's it's really important for, for everyone to be mindful of when they are connecting why they are connecting right like it shouldn't just be oh not even let's let's flip it I said the bad times but not even just for the good times whenever I'm I'm on a high or on a natural high <laughs> whenever I'm on a high I'm feeling good about myself I want to party do whatever I have these sets of friends but when the going gets tough and things need, you know, and, and I need a little bit, some, something a little bit more solid, they're not the people for me. You know what I mean? So it's, it's, it's about having well-rounded friends and or a well-rounded partner so that you're not always seeking to get the little bits of pieces that one person's not giving you, because that's what we do. We collect all these people to get that one person instead of holding out for that one person.
that's we true. Have, we have utility friends. Instead, yeah. Instead of mm -hmm. friends, we have a utility man instead of the man you actually want or the woman you actually want. And I mean, we, we all know, we all know that we live through life and life is about trial and error and experimenting and figuring things out. The biggest, the biggest pitfall of that is we stop, we never stop experimenting. We never get to a place where we're like, okay, this is it. Like, when, when are we investing now? This is the person we truly want to be with. This is the person, the people we truly want in our lives. And we start just truly building those relationships. And then if other people come in our life that fit that criteria, like, you know, open the door, let them in and, and explain to them what's going to happen within the relationships. You know what I'm saying? So it's very important to, to understand that when you, when somebody is, is downplaying your worth, like at least, at least I'm doing this, they, it's like they're doing you a favor by having that friendship or that relationship with you. You know what I mean? As opposed to believing like I'm putting them because I want the relationship to be healthy. I'm putting them because I want the relationship to have value. I'm putting them because I want to benefit from this relationship. Like actually this relationship benefits me. So I want to do my part. And once we start, go ahead. No, I was going to say, oh, just be honest about what you truly feel. Like Molly said about going to the party late and I really want to be there. Just give whoever that the party choice because maybe they want to be, they want something, they, they want to invite people that actually want to, that, that you want to be there and not just show up. Right? Like we, we get all these people and not just you, we've, we've, I've, I've been there as well. And I'm sure some of the viewers have been there where you, you want to show up for various reasons. You justify why you should be there. But if you truly don't want to be there, then you should examine that and be honest about that. And just say like, you know, maybe you should, instead of me being that person in your life that don't really want to go to these events and don't really want to be around, you know, you and your friends or whatever the case may be, maybe you can fill that spot with somebody that actually wants to be there, who would, who would love to come on time, who would love to be there. You know what I mean? Like it, it's, it's also giving the people around you choice by being honest about how you truly feel. Because I know when somebody tells me at least I showed up, I, I'm offended. It's like, well, you could stay home. You know what I mean? Because mm -hmm. I, I do believe I deserve better than that. Or when you have, you know, parents that are not that they're not full time parents, but they take their kids like every other weekend. It's like at least they get their kids. It's like, but their parents. Definitely. Like, not a, at least they should be taking their kids. Why, and why is one parent weekend, got them full time and another one is getting the least call? That's that's like for an example, like I told my my daughter, she's going to college tomorrow. I got to oh, move. Oh, good! Congratulations! <laughs> Thank yes. you. Like she would go to like friends would invite her to parties and stuff like that, and she was like, "Mommy, um, I have this party to go to. Can I go?" And I'd be like, "Well, didn't you know about this party?" She'd be like, "No, they just told me." I say, "You cannot go because you're not a last minute fooling." You know, <laughs> so I think that's like they're thinking less of her because they invited her at the last minute. So I'd be like, well, how long they were planning this party? Oh, like two weeks. And they're telling you now they're thinking less of you so you can't go. And she used to be mad. But then as she gotten older, she starts to understand like, yeah, why are they inviting me so late? I'm not worthy. You know what I mean? So I think that's an example of less person that definitely, they, that definitely. that's a great example yeah a i great, always tell her that <laughs> yeah that's a great example of how it goes down but i i would even say that i'm a person that did the same thing you're doing but just to honor my word 
Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like if I say I'm going to do something, I like to follow through. So I went, like you do have the emotion, but we all have the emotions of walking away from relationships. So I don't want to argue. We have the emotions, but we don't give in because we want to honor our word. But the point is when you show up, show up fully. Like once you commit it and you say, okay, I'm going to honor my word. Don't just go because you honored your word. Go and be everything that you say you're going to be. Because they invited you to get to truly have who you are there. So I could mm-hmm. not want to be there. But once I walk in the door, I'm going to, you know, do everything that I, 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 I always do if I go to a party or I go to an event or whatever it is. I'm going to help clean up or help set up or help, you know, I, I'm, I'm there. I'm present. I'm fully engaged. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So you could just to touch on, you can feel that way. And it could, it, could, it could be how you feel, but it's not, you know, it goes against your standards and your morals. So mm-hmm. you want to still honor your commitment, which is very important. So we wouldn't want people to call, come in and say, listen, I'm, I really don't want to go because a friend is also going to say, you think less of me because why did you commit? Mm-hmm. So your feelings and your emotions, that's one thing. But when it comes to your commitments, you honor your commitments and you go and you present. Because if you truly under the weather or things of that nature, people understand. But people don't just understand you just going with your feeling. Mm-hmm. Because how many times you've been somewhere, you went and you actually had a great time. Yeah. And thought you didn't really want to be there. Because you yes. fully yes. invested. But every yeah. time you went there and, and kept that same attitude, and I really don't want to be here, you bring down the party, you bring down the event, you discourage whoever's around you and you give a false representation of yourself. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So when you in your when you have your life and when you're dealing with friends, why not hold them at the highest standard? When you're dealing with your partner, why not hold them at the highest standard? If you really got to look them in the face and say, at least, you should be offended and they should be offended. Because mm-hmm. both people aren't holding each other at, high, at a high value. Yeah, they're, even, they're settling. They, well, they're yeah. settling. Or even accountable. Because anytime you throw you throw at least in, 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 in the equation, you're not really holding them accountable. They they come when they come, they call when they call, they're there when they're there, but it's really you can't really they're not a, it's not a reliable it's not a reliable relationship. Yeah, yeah and I also I also wanna say aside from the reliability, you know what I mean, if a person has an at least attitude, they basically saying I don't value you to do more than the status quo. Definitely. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I only value you enough to do the bare minimum. You know what I'm saying? I, yo, mm-hmm. it's funny that y'all that y'all came up with this topic for tonight, because I just had a um a conversation with someone today, matter of fact, well no, yesterday about a about a past situation. You know what I mean? Where that basic attitude w- was presented, where it was like, you know, what I mean? at least I was honest. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah. I should have just lied. And, and it's like, yo, like honesty, yeah, that's very important. That's a foundational principle, but. You know what I'm saying? Honesty doesn't supersede you having uh, selfish, you know, making selfish decisions or being narcissistic or, you know what I'm saying, making a decision that clearly lets it be known that I'm not valued. You know what I mean? So, Definitely. you know, the, my, my approach for situations like that, especially, you know what I mean? Because I guess, you know, early on when I started communicating with the individual, I did let it be known how important honesty is. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You know, how, how I'm honest person, honesty in return, so on and so forth, but I guess uh, sometimes you find that other things that are important, mm-hmm. you didn't even realize that was important because you thought that that was just 
my bad. I'm, yeah, I'm traveling a little bit, so yeah, I might. I'm probably gonna break up. Let me let me spin around and go a different direction. But um, yeah, a lot of times um, you know, sometimes you find out through trial and error what's actually important. You know what I mean? That you didn't even take into consideration because you like, I would think that you know, common sense to me would be this 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 is uh this this should be automatically expected without having to be articulated. You know what I'm saying? Like, if we signed up to to to, to journey together. We're taking each other into consideration when we when we make decisions, you know, and we're not doing uh self selfish stuff that that you know could negatively affect the other person, you know. So I don't I don't think those situations always require you to sever a relationship, but nine times out of ten it does require you to demote that person and them to not hold the same level of value in your life that they once did. Definitely, I mean that's a choice, but you know, going back on your point. Like honesty's mean honesty's not a privilege, it's a principle. Yeah. You should practice it. You should practice it with or without me. Mm-hmm. That's the whole point. You should definitely practice that. Like I shouldn't you shouldn't get a pound the back with being honest. If that's not your principle, then of course you're gonna be swayed to not be honest. And if you now with me just because I value honesty, you're gonna be honest, that's a problem in itself. Yeah. Because why would I wanna be around somebody who's just honest to me? Like if you're not honest to everybody around you, then I'm 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 judging you based on every how you treat everybody. Yeah, that's the you disrespect somebody that you supposedly love. Like I know that I'm next up soon as you don't respect me. So I'm gonna hold you accountable all around. But I do I, I agree with you saying like it should be a, a value. Yeah. It should be a value that you have on a regular basis. And go ahead. But like he said, it, it, it's something that you think is common sense to you is not so common to other people. So that's why the conversation, like you have to have the conversation and the direct conversation. You just can't assume that someone's going in believing that being honest is the principle. Although everyone knows that the, the, the more transparent and honest you are, the, the healthier the relationship is, whether you guys end up connecting or not connecting, right? But yeah. and. It, and you would think that other people would, and everyone knows this, but not everyone wants to, to, to live by that and not everyone, it, not everyone has that as a principle. So that's why it's important to have those conversations and just not assume that it makes sense that honesty would, honesty would be something that someone would believe in, but that's not always the case. Yeah, and, and I kind of glossed, my bad, I didn't mean to cut you off. I know you've been trying to say something. Go ahead, Amali. No, it's, um, and also when it comes to honesty and you meet people and you're honest with them, they'll be like, why are you so honest? Why are you so blunt? I'm like, do you want me to lie to you? Yeah, you right, right. You hear your feelings? No, this is this is an honesty type of conversation, communication, you know, connection. And if you can't handle my honesty, then I sometimes I feel there's no point in having a relationship with you, whether it's a romantic or a friendly relationship, because I'm not gonna lie to you. Definitely, your principles. Yeah, yeah. Your principles should always provide choice, and what I mean by that is. There are times that you're not going to be honest, right? But be honest about not being honest. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, everybody always says, and I mean, that's Drastic's, that's Drastic's biggest thing. Like, we always go back and forth because he's always talking about, but what if? And, like, that's the 10%. And what if people do this? And what if people do that? Or it can be the 80%, but you're searching for the 20%. 
So what does that really matter when you're looking for people who measure your principles, mm -hmm. right? So I'm saying like, your principles are the bare minimum. Like I'm expecting you to show with your principles. So even when I don't want to be honest, yeah. because I'm not honest 100% of the time, I'm going to tell you I'm not going to be honest, which makes me mm -hmm. kind of honest 100% of the time. It's not kind of honest, but it doesn't make you kind of honest. It makes you honest about who you are. <laughs> yeah. So I'm like, yo, you knocking on, okay, I'm not going to really tell you any of my friend's business, let's say. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you ask me about my friend's business, you already know I'm not going to be honest. Like, I'm not going to tell you. So I'm going to be, I'm going to lie by omission, meaning it's not going to be, it's something I know, but it's not something I'm telling you. I'm yeah, still being you, honest, but, but I'm not giving you that information. You yeah, but even in that case, you probably be direct and say, I'm not telling you that, right? Definitely. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. I'm still being honest, but I'm lying by omission, meaning I'm not giving them the information they're asking for, even though I know it. Oh, okay. You see what I'm saying? So when people say honest sometimes, honesty, or like somebody knock on the door looking for somebody, that's in my house and I believe they're gonna get harmed, they're gonna be harmed, I'm gonna say they're not here. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? Like there are circumstances, but when we're talking about relationships, we're talking about people we care about. Yeah, once you now not being honest, not to lose a person, you're taking away choice, mm -hmm. that's when it becomes a moral issue. That's when mm -hmm. it becomes lack of principles. That's where you become, you're, 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 narrow, you're, you're bringing down your relationship and you turn it into a lease relationship. Yo, at least I, I came, at least I'm talking. You know, you have them quiet people and they're like, at least I'm talking. Or all the well, people that talk, go ahead. Yeah, I was gonna say in the situation I was referring to, I mean, the person generally was honest with me as far as I know anyway, you know what I mean? As, as far as I'm concerned, nobody ever lies to me unless I catch you in a lie, you know what I mean? Because I believe you're, you're innocent unless you give me a reason to believe otherwise. So, but. But in this situation, you know what I mean? It wasn't about honesty versus dishonesty. It was about, yo, you violated, you know what I mean? Like, and it wasn't like a major, major violation, but it was a violation. Like you did something selfish. You made a decision that would affect me. And you feel like you being honest is supposed to make me overlook that. Like, Definitely. nah, kudos to you for being honest, but that don't negate the fact that you were very narcissistic in that situation. You know what I'm saying? That's not even the answer to what's going on. The answer, the accountability portion is like, yeah, I messed up. I did X, Y, and Z. I won't do it again. And going forward, this is what's gonna be. This is what's gonna go down. So a lot of people really don't know how to apologize. So they're like, and they don't. They they think when they apologize, the person that's upset is gonna stop talking or stop saying what they're saying. No, they're hurt. They're gonna express themselves. They have the floor because you did hurt them. So you got to take what comes with it. And if you truly apologetic, you're gonna take what comes with it. You're going to now show them how you're going to rectify that situation and you're going to move on from that situation. But at the end of the day, once he's, once that person's using, using honesty to justify their, their situation or justify their wrong, obviously the honesty portion, the argument is, is different. It's on a whole yeah. different standpoint. It loses its value. So you using it as an argument is, is already showing character, lack of character. You get what I'm saying? Word up. Because everybody, I, I mean, we, we talked about this on one of our podcasts, but we really was giving people step by step on how to apologize. People think just saying sorry is the apology. No. You got to say, I'm sorry. You got to explain why you, you got to explain why you did what you did, why it's not going to happen again, and what you're going to do going forward. Yeah. Yeah. Or so somebody can truly hold you accountable. Like, yeah. it don't, it doesn't just work that way. Like, oh, I said, sorry, just don't. 
don't don't keep going because I said sorry. You're not controlling the person that's that that you harmed, that you hurt, that you betrayed. Yeah. They're gonna get out. They have to fall. That's just manipulation if you apologize without change behavior. Definitely. Or you 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 go in as if like I always tell people, I, I watch out for people that say they humble people. Like humility yeah, is a, a tool. Yeah, it's a red flag for me. Humility is a tool. It, you gotta be confident. You gotta be confident in everything you bring to the table. But when you do something wrong, that's the time to be humble. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You have you're capable of humility. And that's one of the, the, the attributes you have. Because I'm definitely gonna be humble. And there's a lot of times I've been screamed on in the middle of the street by, you know, women that I, I've dealt with or a friend, and everybody's looking at me like, yo, you just letting them scream. I'm like, I did something wrong. They're agitated. This is what this is what comes with it. I knew not to cross them in that way. So this is what comes with it. This is the punishment, and now I gotta rectify that and, and move on. Like that's the time to be humble. It's not the, uh, time the humility that you're talking about, you know like huh? like like you know what I'm saying, like there's gonna come a time that you're gonna be on that on that court, you know what I'm saying, with Aziz Jr., you know what I mean, playing some one on one and you're gonna you're gonna know some fancy moves, but the the humbleness about you is like you know what, I'm not getting on your cross and you breaking your legs, you know what I'm saying, shaking you out your shoes and doing everything I know because I wanna build your confidence and I want you to grow, you know what I mean? So sometimes sometimes humbleness is you know what I'm saying? Let me hold back on doing what I... Let, let me not style on you unless... Did I lose you guys? Yeah, yeah a little. You was lost and so it's the, the tail end. Okay, sorry. Yeah, I was just basically saying sometimes being humble is, you know what I'm saying, it is is the, um, the result of your confidence. It's like I'm confident in knowing what I can do, and because of that confidence, I'm going to hold back. You know what I'm saying? So that I don't, so that I don't uh, deflate your balloon, you know what I mean? But, it, but in that scenario, wouldn't it be since his father's son, he's nurturing little Aziz? So say he's holding back because he wants Aziz to, and is he really, and, and, and so just say for the sake of what you just said, he's holding back because he yeah. wants Aziz to be able to know that he has a shot at beating daddy per se, right? But is he yeah, really yeah. teaching him? Or is it that if Aziz is breaking his legs and doing all this stuff and, and crossing him and, and hitting jump shots or whatever, wouldn't that teach little Aziz that that's the standard, right? That he that's can true. actually, if he if he if he works really hard, he can actually get there. Like, why would the dad who probably don't have a lot of years in him <laughs> to be crossed and breaking knees? <laughs> like, why would he? He can't afford to dumb down. Like, he has one shot, right? <laughs> and so he's doing the best he can, and he's doing all this stuff. So he's showing him that this is where you could be. Mm-hmm. Right, and and he teach and he's teaching Aziz that if he and if, if 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 his son can't beat him, just know that if you practice hard and you and 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 you work at it, you can get there. That there's so, no, it's not about humility in that. It's really about setting the standard and letting him know that you can actually get there by example. Definitely, that's the type of parent I am. So that's right. In your example, drastic, that wouldn't be me. Like I'm beating yeah. the kid as much as I can beat him. And let him know, like I gotta instill that in him before he gets on. The court. I gotta oh, instill, okay. instill that that confidence in him before he gets on the court. So he's working hard to get every shot off possible. And then when he leaves and he's discouraged, he's he doesn't stay in that place. He comes back to the basketball court and works out a lot more. So one day he can beat Daddy. That's so that's problem. the point. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not dumbing down for nobody. Mm-hmm. 
that, that's for example, back to my daughter. She'd be like, mom, you got, you so hard on us. Why? I was like, because I want you to be a better version than me. And I have to go hard on you. I have to teach you these things because I don't want, I want you to be better than me. I want you to have more than what I have. I want you to exceed more than what I have exceeded. So I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna um, lessen my um, rules and regulations just to make you happy. So you have to follow the rules, do what you have to do. So when you're on your own, you can be better and do better and teach your kids even better than what I've been taught. You and know, so funny. it's a constant oh, growth. It's a constant growth. This is, this is funny because next week, we never give our topics early, but next week we're supposed to be talking about, we're going to take a little step away from, you know, the adult aspect and talk about accountable parenting. Adult so, aspect. It's a part of adulthood, but obviously what i mean by that statement jerry is we usually <laughs> talk about the adult relationships we have so in mm -hmm. this situation we'll be talking about how to build and nurture that relationship with your child but mm -hmm. let's get back to the lease what's going on christine mm -hmm. you can get off the, the mute because i see you in there looking like you praying like you got a lot to say <laughs> so <laughs> we can't hear you because you're on mute oh Hi. Yeah, what's going on? <laughs> oh, I'm still vision impaired, but so I've had this dilemma and I love the topic and maybe you guys can help me through it. Yeah, so I had, this, I, had a, I had this girlfriend and when she was going through a breakup um, for about a year, I was like there. She'd come like unexpected, fall down on my floor crying anytime at night, didn't matter. And I didn't care. It was great. We had a good friendship, I thought. And then I did something to upset her, but she wouldn't tell me what. And she said, we need to talk. And I said, well, can you at least give me a heads up so that I have time to prepare for what we're talking about? Because I was not mad at her. And she said, no. And um, I was busy. We never got to talk. And it's been two plus months now. Mm. And uh, I went through a lot of my own stuff. And she kind of messaged me like, sorry, we aren't in a better place. Good luck. Um, and then she said, well, I'll come over and maybe we can talk this week. And then she just didn't even text me the day that she said she was coming. And, and I'm struggling with this because it's a friendship. Um, it's someone that I thought we had a lot of intimacy, deep sharing, honesty. And now I, I'm really having a hard time how to navigate because there's a part of me that's kind of like cut her. But then there's this other part of me where I'm like, well, she's going through her own stuff too. And so when you guys are bringing this up, I'm like, ooh, I'd love to hear what you have to say. Yeah, this is, this is the least thing. So we always talk about filtering through your principles. So when you definitely filter through your principles, you already have the answer for yourself. What do you deserve? What kind of friendships you deserve? What kind of friendships you desire? So if, she, if you're taking a step back and looking at what friendships you decide, because we all going through things. And yeah. You could say that for a bunch of people. So if you're now giving that person that excuse, that's the least we're talking about. Because obviously okay. you want to keep her in your life because you're like, well, she's going through stuff. That's the first sign of me saying, okay, if there's a million human beings going through stuff, maybe a billion. And she's giving that person that, that particular pass. It obviously shows that you're trying to just keep the relationship going regardless and justify her poor behavior. She's treating you poor, or at least you feel she's treating you poor. So the discussion yeah. needs to be had. On the first end, 
I think you need the heads up because you're going through stuff. I would say that the friend gave you the heads up by saying we need to talk. She don't want to give you no information because she wants, she don't want you prepared. She wants a raw reaction when she's coming and speaking to you. She doesn't okay. want the preparation. She wants you to give something in real time. So she feels that that's where honesty comes from. Your ability mm -hmm. to take in the information and give the information real time. So she's supposed to come over. And the fact that you didn't make time for her, that's why I think you're giving her a lease because you didn't make time for her in the beginning, which showed you being a poor friend on that end. Because it shouldn't have been too much. There should have been some time. Should have made some time for her. That's fair. I was annoyed. I was annoyed because it seemed like the last couple of times we hung out, every time we're done, she has some kind of problem. We have to have a talk. And I was a little like, oh, God, another talk. <laughs> so I did try to create a little space and apparently she can hold a grudge. <laughs> yeah, but that, that's with you as a poor friend. She knows her worth. So that's what happened. <laughs> it's not a grudge, it's knowing her worth. And she's seeing maybe you need to text her and show that she means something to you. You know what I mean? Maybe you need to put forth the effort. She's expecting you to put forth the effort because at the same time, that's the friend you chose. A friend that takes an information and she's like, well, we need to talk. I don't like something you did. And if you think she's extra sensitive, then I think that's a raw discussion you need to have with her. And you need to really evaluate your friendship. It's not just the talk. It's like, let's evaluate our friendship. Because I, I don't think me being raw, me being saying what I'm saying is, is wrong. You think you're extra sensitive. That's how I see you. Ultimately, if like when you first came on, you were saying, I'm a person that's abrasive. I'm a person that can can you know overwhelm people i'm a person that is very assertive and obviously that personality trait is only gets about 10 percent of the world like there's not a lot of people that can sustain that because i'm one of them same people so i know i was going to have a small crowd like if i was honest with myself i know i'm going to help people in large quantities but i'm going to have a small friend group because i expect your best every day so it's going to be it. overwhelming <laughs> it's gonna yeah. definitely be overwhelming, you know. Mm -hmm. I do know. Yeah. So, so that's I think the fact that you're, I think anybody that sits back and like thinks of has the discussion by themselves, like, oh, I don't like the fact that this person did X, Y, and Z. I think that's where the problem is. That's where yeah. the problem lies. Like, you should be having that discussion with the person. We can't make decisions by ourselves when we're choosing to be in relationships with other people. Not right. about the relationship. Yeah. That should never be done by ourselves. Yeah. But, you know, I guess that's a big yeah. example of a lease. <laughs> like, yeah. No, actually, that was, that was really helpful because that's exactly what it brought up for me. And I was like, well, how do I? Because I actually have been evaluated if I want the friendship anymore, because I really don't want high drama relationships where every time we hang out, we have to have a processing discussion after that that doesn't feel like that feels like a lot to me mm -hmm. but i get what you're saying yeah so Definitely. yeah thank you but what, what, what is the, the issue that she's not addressing things in real time like as they're happening like she needs time to process well, it. Is that the issue like i asked her if we could have a phone call because i really was busy and she lives an hour and a half away so it was like we need to have a talk and i was like well can we do it on the phone Cause I'm not going to have time to see you. And then I was good leaving for a week or something. And she's like, no, it needs to be in person. And I'm like, well, can I at least kind of know what it's about? Cause I have no idea. I felt very blindsided. And she said, no, 
And then I did try to get a hold of her once or twice and we couldn't coordinate. And then just a couple days ago, she was like, well, why don't I come over and we'll have a, and then she just completely ghosted. She didn't, she was going to come to my house and we had plans, loose plans, but she didn't come. So it just kind of feels like after two and a half months and no conversation and a phone call isn't adequate when we can't get together. Um, that does feel like manipulation to me. It doesn't feel like I don't, I just don't like how it lands on me, I guess. Yeah. I mean, go ahead. That does seem like an attempt for domination. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, like, uh, each relationship has its own rhythm and its own cadence. You know what I'm saying? That, that there's just, I guess I'm saying in different words, what Aziz was saying, like a lot of things y'all got to agree on. You know what I'm saying? It's not just one person holding the shots. So, you know, if a face-to-face conversation doesn't work, you got to come up with a different solution. If a phone conversation doesn't work, come up with a different solution. Maybe it's a Zoom conversation. Maybe it's Duo. Maybe, maybe it's, a, you know what I'm saying, WhatsApp. There's, there's a lot of different options, you know? But, yeah, that does seem like a manipulation and attempts for unnecessary control. I think, it, I think it's on both parts, though. Yeah. Like, like I said. On the first end, it was on you, and then on the second end, she can't say, "Oh, I'm coming over," and not come over. Yeah. So on on that end is on her, but it, it obviously, obviously, we can't we can't really grasp the concept because we would have to understand the overall relationship. Right. Right. You know what I'm saying? So like, we could just advise you in real time with the information we have, but there's no way we can give you a full understanding of what's going on because we don't really know the background of the relationship. But the overall right. point, drastic, and I agree with drastic was saying, a friendship, just like a relationship, I mean, like like a, um, a romantic relationship, when you really want it, you put forth effort, you cry, you go through it. So if yeah. you're not, once once I realize a person is not willing to go, oh, you always got something to say, that's already a red flag for me. I already be like, okay, I'm a, I, I, I'll stay my welcome. I overstay my welcome this time. Because <laughs> like, really, when we want something, we put in the work. Yeah, we put in the work. Like we fight all the time. Like there's no <laughs> way, there's no two human beings that's on point all day. Like we can sit in the house. There's no way we're gonna be on point all day. I don't care how much practice we had at it. Yeah. So you have to be. Conflict is a part of it. So it's yeah. who you truly want to have them conflicts with, and basically it's, it has to be somebody you feel is reasonable. So there's something in your tone that says you feel she's unreasonable. Yeah. There's something in, in the way that she's delivering her message that's saying you're unreasonable. So both of y'all don't value who each other is to some extent. So that's the true discussion. Do we truly value each other anymore? Right. I I feel like that's actually really fair. And I I feel like what you said just before I spoke with the, um, we have to evaluate the relationship now. This isn't even about solving a problem anymore because too yeah. much time has passed. And I feel hurt by her lack of presence during what I've been going through and the fact that she couldn't put it aside or, or make time, but she just literally was like, too bad we weren't in a better place or I'd be there for you. And I'm kind of like, you know, I want to say cuss words at her about that. So I think you're really right. We have to actually take the temperature of the relationship, have an adult conversation about what's really going on and possibly just let each other go. Definitely. Cause this is our, t- our topic. These are the type of discussions we want to bring out with this topic. Like, look around you, take inventory, and see who's giving you the bare minimum. Yeah. And put that time somewhere else, man. Cut, cut, the, cut your ties and put that time somewhere else. 
look at your your parents. Like I have siblings. You know what I mean? My mother's always, well, you gotta understand I don't. Like I, I look at her like I don't. Like there's no way I show up every time fully invested, fully engaged, trying to have discussions, trying to truly know you, and you can give me the bare minimum and everybody's justifying it. So I even know in those relationships. And we're not even like, you know, we're brothers. So it's one of those things where we have our own lives. So can you picture a friend that I'm in, in a life with and we actually decided and made plans together and then now you're trying to coach them to maintain a relationship? Like cut your ties. Because I can't talk you into being in a relationship. You have to want it. But, I think want it, but it. it also goes the other way too. Think about all the people that you don't you don't necessarily want to show up for, right? And Definitely. you feel obligated. And, and you agree. have to take a step back and think, why are you obligated? Why don't I want to go to this party? Am I being, and like, as you said earlier, like it could be I'm tired and I didn't really feel like getting dressed. There could be all those little reasons, but there could be a bigger reason underneath all of that. Why don't you want to show up? Every time you're invited out, it's like you're dragging your feet because you really truly don't want to be there, but this person shows up for you. You know what I mean? So it's right. also being honest with yourself, being honest about who you are and the friend that you want to be and, and give them choice as well because they don't deserve an at least person either. And if they're not fighting for it, at least you have yeah. enough integrity to say, you know what, I'm not being a good friend to you. Half the time that you, like our interests are different. So when you invite me to parties, when you invite me to places, I don't want to go. So unless we change how we're going to interact with each other socially, then there's going to be, then, then we have to reevaluate what's, what, what we have in common. Definitely. And, and, and we need to do that on both parts. It's not just about what we deserve. It's about who we are and how we're showing up for other people too. We just had a discussion with somebody regarding like children and like people, people always hide behind bigger issues to come at to their not show friends, up. But yeah. not to show up with their friends and the relationships that they actually signed on for. And it does show character. Like, okay, you can save the world, but what are you really doing when, with the people you truly say you love? You get what I'm saying? So you had to f find a way to balance that. If it forfeits the people you love, what's the point in saving society? You know what I mean? You got to find a way to balance both things. Like, we, we, we're honest with people. If you're dating a doctor, you might not see them as often. So you got to have some great hobbies, right? Yeah. You're dating an activist, you got to have some great hobbies. You're dating somebody who has a lot of time and you don't have a lot of time, you're, you're, not, you're not in a great space. Y'all yeah. unequally yoked. Like, we have to be realistic about the people we're in relationships with. So if you see a person is career-driven career and they're ambitious career-wise, they're going to always slight you for a career. Absolutely. If you're saying to yourself, that's, that, that's not the relationship I want, don't, don't sign on. I don't care how nice and cool they are. Like, it's easy to say, okay, we could be acquaintances. We can hang out every so often. But you want to be around people who actually are there and present and building life with you. You know what I mean? So don't don't never get in a, any any relationship and don't never feel like, yo, listen, I was here before your kids. You might want to say that. Like, I was here before your kids. I'm not trying to take you from your kids, but your kids can't be an excuse for every time you're not hanging out with me. Anymore. You know what I mean? You have to have real discussions with people because there are people that are feeling, they're feeling guilty for actually wanting to be around people. And I think that's the problem with our society now. A lot of people condone it. And it's something that is told to everybody. Oh, you're entitled to how you feel. You are, but then somebody else is feeling at the same time you're feeling. Yeah. So how do we now combat that? When we're all feeling. 
we have to find some solution. That's what makes us humans. Not and just feeling, but finding solution through that feeling to actually coexist and connect. Yeah, I, I, I totally agree with that. And it really, you know, I know this is about friendships and romantic relationships and we kind of stay away from family members, but it really starts in the home and what we're taught, right? If I have an absent dad and my mom is always saying, at least he's showing up, or at least he's teaching school, uh, yeah. then, I'm gonna, then, then that's going to be ingrained in me. So when I have children and I'm, and, and, and my kid's father, I'm going to think, well, at least he, you know, at least he, he comes home every day. At least, you know, he goes to work and he doesn't have to be present. You know, I set the bar very low. And it happens at home. We're taught through our parents and the people around us what, is, what should be accepted and what should not be accepted. But I would say this, you know, we all are, we all have different temperaments, right? So I, I, I naturally am going to advocate. I was naturally an advocator. So I naturally used to fight for things at home that my parents didn't necessarily teach me. And, but that does, that's not always the case, right? So we need to always be, be mindful of who we are as role models, right? And, and, what we, and, and how we deal with things and what we say out of our mouths because our kids are always watching. They're always listening. They're, they're, they're seeing what we're doing. And if we are basically setting the bar low for the people that should be around supporting, then they're gonna think that's okay for their friend. Like Amali said, you know, you was you were you were you were invited at the last minute. You wanna thought maybe you shouldn't be going. You know what I mean? Like that starts at home. Like you as a parent had to get had to had to tell her that. Me as a parent, I had to tell my daughter at one point the kids were using her for a food snack on the, on the school bus. <laughs> they were only her friends for the for the for the food snacks. Mm -hmm. And she used to come home and we used to go to the supermarket and pick out all these snacks until I until she, I realized that they were using her for a food snack. They were mean to her at lunchtime, but after school, they were her best friend because they wanted snacks. And I had to give her that lesson on, are they truly your friends? I don't mind helping, you know, giving you extra snacks so that you can give them out to your actual friends. But if they're not your friends and they're just using you, then they don't deserve a food snack. And That's you should true. save them for people that actually treat you the way that you should be treated, right? And I'm glad but you brought that around because... Um, the demographic and that we're dealing with is all, they're the people, we're the parents. We, we, we can't be talking about our parents no more. If you're yeah, so absolutely. much a parent yeah, at the this parents. time, yeah. mm -hmm. like it, it gets tiresome. Like at this time, you should have learned enough outside of the home. You should have learned enough by seeing other people interact. And at this time, you're the ones that have to set the bar for your kids. Yeah. But let's not get too far into that because we got accountable parenting next. I know, but I just wanted to touch on that because we 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 lead by example, and I, my whole point was that the at least should transfer over with yeah. every relationship, Definitely. and it shouldn't just be with your friendships. It's 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 that it's it's the work situation. It's all around. Like it should be consistent. And in order for somebody to truly take you serious, they have to see that it's consistent throughout. Because if you're 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 in a relationship with one person but you're letting somebody else get away with that at least. They're looking at you like, oh, word. Like, so they can get away with the bare minimum, but I gotta, I got that use of the bar actually high for me. So everything should, everything should mirror each other. Everything should be consistent. And the least people, um, typically, if there's 10 in a group, the least people are eight. Yeah. Mm. So the people that hold, hold everybody at high standards are considered the strict people, the sticky, yeah. the, the closed-minded people, when really they just have high value, they have high standards, and they're unwilling to waver. They're not gonna. They're not gonna allow you to bring them below what they feel their standards are, and they're trying to bring the whole group up. But since there's strength in numbers, 
we got to really look in the mirror and say, okay, do we get rid of the eight and roll with the two? You know what I'm saying? So, Molly, what do you think? Drastic, what up? Jump yeah. in. Yeah, I guess, um, you know what I'm saying? I'm just, I'm just gathering everything as y'all talk. I agree with mostly everything everybody's saying, uh, with the with the exception of, you know what I'm saying, putting the axe to the relationships prematurely. Because I don't think every relationship needs an axe, you know what I'm saying? Like, even if people ain't stepping up to the plate, some of those relationships just require for those people to be demoted. You know what I'm saying? They don't hold the same place. They don't hold, they don't hold the same level of personal relationship with you anymore, but that's all, you know. Some, sometimes it do re- require you to sever that tie, but sometimes severing the ties completely is not necessary, in my opinion. Yeah, but you're... But where you're did saying, they go? But where did they where, go? Where, where did you, again, where did you hear it's, 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 it's something that somebody did in a moment? We're talking about over time. The person's showing up. Yeah. The person's showing up at least, at least, at least all the time. So, yeah, okay, Jurassic, you want to demote them because there, there's a point where we look in the mirror and we're like, we listening to somebody else tell us something and we're coming back at them with, with something that we never tried. So we're living, we're living with a bunch of least people around us, let's say. So we're like, you know, sometimes you keep people around, but not knowing keeping those people around is what's destroying us mm-hmm. and what's, what's hurting our relationships. And now we're going to advise the people that are actually trying to get people to go to a high standard on, Oh, well, sometimes you have to sever. We're not talking about severing. We're talking about, being honest about whether the person's going to step up or not. So in the scenario, like, let's go back to the scenario I just said, the eight people, the two people have been trying this whole time to get them to step up. When do they look in the mirror and say, it's time for us to just walk away and start a friendship with us two and start trying to find like minds? Because the numbers outweigh us. Yeah, because I... Go ahead. Go ahead. Now, just, yeah, just a quick question. You still checking on those people that you care about, though, right? You can't. You from check time in, to time, even if it's not every day. I mean, that's a choice you make. That's a choice you want to make. But I'm I'm checking in on those people when my pro, when the people I prioritize is on. Like my focus is the people that okay. I'm not I'm not stealing an ounce from the people I prioritize. So yeah, if you make the list, uh, you make the list. So what I'm saying is. That's a choice you choose to make. I don't, I don't, I strongly don't believe like you go from a romantic partner and just it's done. You can go to friendship. You heard me mention that before. You heard me mention the fact that you can demote high character people. But in this instance, we're talking about people that are not really holding us in high value. Yeah. We're talking about people that don't respect us. So why are you still holding on to, oh, well, check in. They're not checking in on you. But, but where does that check-in get you, though? You know what I mean? Like, like, just so that it doesn't, so that you can feel better about the fact that you're not this cold-hearted person and you're, 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 you actually care about them. Because you can you can care about somebody from afar. Like, you, every person that I stopped being friends with or that I broke up with, there's no ill feeling toward them. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not like, oh, I hope they, you know, something bad happens to them. I just know that we can't coexist because we're not on the same page anymore. And, but it doesn't mean that, you know, I don't wish them well. I wish them well, but I know that it, it gets to this weird place if I call, I, I check in on them, right? And yeah. and then where do you go from there? You know what I mean? Like, and then you kind of like, kind of trickles back into something that should be probably nothing because we're not on the same page. 
you know like it, it, it's so easy to kind of get caught up in those I, w- I would say kind gestures but where's that kind just what is that kind gesture doing for the relationship yeah and like kind of that foot in the door almost like yeah I always like to say like when people are dating and stuff and even my own roles those, close those the door might, you know you open a new one because it's just not fair to the next person like it just it just kind of sucks you know yeah, yeah, I, I agree with y'all when y'all talking about a significant other. Yeah, those, those those are weird situations, you know what I mean? Especially if you plan on falling in love with somebody else. Like, that's that could potentially cause an issue later on down the road. But, like, if you got friends, you know, platonic friends, that's not stepping up to the plate or something like that, you know what I mean? You might not necessarily want to sever those ties, you know? You hold our friends to the same standard, though. Yeah, and, and w- but what do you not sever? The thing is, like, what do you... God, Izzy, sorry. How you hold your significant other to a high value when your friends you probably knew before your significant other. So your significant other should have started out as a friend and then was was promoted to a significant other because y'all have a romantic interest. You get what I'm saying? And your friends, you and your friends, y'all just don't have a romantic interest. So that's the only difference, truly. But the principles should be aligned. Like, when, when you break up with the significant other, your friends are going to be there. So like, what are you holding on to? That that yeah. would be the question. What are you Not holding on to? But using time that could be spent on building something with somebody that actually holds you in high regards. Like you gotta understand. You gotta look at it like this is your life, and there's a there's a long there's a long list of people. So you're having discussions, you're getting to know people, y'all building a strong rapport. But there's everybody's getting waitlisted because you obviously have a core group and you're happy in that group. As soon as y'all two go back and forth and you're looking like, you know what? Me and you really ain't getting along. You know, it doesn't, it's not, not in anybody's best interest for us to maintain a friendship, right? Then somebody, then there's a, there's a hole there. So then somebody else comes in and you're still checking on that other person instead of building that new relationship. And again, if the person's calling you over, they become family members is what we're saying. So you're saying you're demoting them to family member. Yeah, yeah, basically, yeah. But we're talking about somebody who's not stepping up at all. So if they're demoted to family member, that's like, it's not really a check-in. It's like, if you need something, you can call yeah. me. If I need something that, that I need some advice, I'll call you. But we're, we're, we're not mingling and we're not interacting where we're building a life together. Because understand, we're talking about personal relationships. And when we look at personal relationships, we're talking about we're building a life together. We're each other's support. We're not just hangout buddies. You get what I'm saying? We're not acquaintances. We're like taking care of each other's kids. Like you need to go away. You and your husband might be having an issue. We'll take the kids. So y'all go work those, that issue out. Mm-hmm. We're trying to make sure we maintain the everybody's relationships and making sure they're all healthy and making sure we're there to support them. So obviously we're always talking about building villages. We're not talking about having 27 people we call every so often. Yeah, because who has the time? Like, who really has the time for all of that? Like, yeah, that is the village. Yeah, that's dope. That's dope. Go ahead, Molly. Go ahead, I know you've been waiting patiently. <laughs> you've been trying to get in. But I wanted to say, well, hold on. Before you do talk, Molly, I just want to say that I was talking to Jurassic the other, after our last talk last week, and he mentioned that he takes notes sometimes to remember, like, some of the things that he wants to say. So I just wanted to give you that advice as well. Like, I know sometimes like we're bouncing around and it's hard to kind of get in at times. So maybe if you take little notes for yourself so you can 
stay on track of what you want to say so you can still, you know, you don't feel like, like as anxious. Like, I know myself, like, sometimes I feel anxious, like, I'm going to remember, if I'm going to remember. So that's just a tip that Drastic shared with me that I thought that that would be good for you as well. Definitely. But anyway, go ahead. <laughs> that's good because I forgot what I had to say. <laughs> <laughs> it's weird when you're getting to that age, right? Yeah, but I think it's a waste of that person time and your time to hold on to somebody who is not going to progress in the same level as you when, like you guys are all saying, that we're building a village. You know what I mean? And if that person is not conformed to the village, it brings a lot of conflict and issues into that village. So why are you holding on to it? Why are you holding on to them? You might as well let them go. You know, you see them on the streets, you know, you say hi, you be cordial, but then you keep keep it moving because they bring nothing to the table for you. That, that's what I feel about that situation. Oh, that's definite. That's definite. I mean, I always got to tell Jerry all the time. She wants to talk to me about all these random people all the time. And I'm just like, why are we spending our time talking about these random people when we still got to work on things dealing in our relationship at times? Mm -hmm. I mean, like, we're spending more time talking about other people or something somebody wrote on Facebook. If it's not bu building something, like, I see things on Facebook and I'm like, okay, this is a good topic, right? I might interact on Facebook, but when I'm bringing it back to my group, I'm talking about what I learned and how we can, how we can use that to actually grow into a better, you know, into a closer-knitted group. You know what I mean? How we could work towards and nurture the, the, the relationship. You get what I'm saying? So that's what my, like, I always tell people when you're now, we're now in our 40s and we're now getting up in age. And I'm like, when do you take time to just stop and build something? Like, everybody's on the move. You're always moving. Like, when are we building something? Like, this is my, this is my address. This is going to be my address for the next 40 years. Mm -hmm. Like, that's the issue. Kindness and being cool is all about how many people you can actually interact with. No, it's about how you build your, your village and how you treat people when you meet them based on how you build your village. You get what I'm saying? Like, I'm not saying when it comes to strangers, don't be nice or kind to them, but don't miss. They're, 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 they're two different. One is, one is ethics and other is morals. Morals are yours. They're within your group. The ethics are with or without you there. Yeah, I guess like with me, with me it's a little, yeah, with me it's a little different because uh, I don't have a, a village or a group that I interact with on a daily basis, you know what I'm saying? So, like, the perspective that you're speaking from, like, makes perfect sense, you know what I'm saying, for somebody in your shoes. Like me, I'm not there right now. So being single, you know what I mean? Like, my goal is not just to interact and be cool with people. Like, my goal is to impact people. You know what I'm saying? I want to change the world. You know what I'm saying? For the better. And, you know what I'm saying? And, and, and impart some things that will change people's lives for the better. You know what I'm saying? Like, people, like, from strangers to people that I'm in personal relationships with. You know what mm -hmm. I'm saying? And, I, and, and, and that's why I think that uh, this season that I'm in of being single, that's where the benefit lies. You know what I'm saying? I got that energy to give out to the world. Well, let, 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 let's, let's just flip that a little, right? Because we want to impact the world. Like, this is what we do to impact the world. We talk about building villages. 
close your eyes and picture a world full of people who actually believe in holding people accountable and building strong villages. Why would they need you to constantly impact them when they have people around them that's constantly impacting them? And we're impacting each other because we share things. We have things in common. Part two is when you go out in the world and you're trying to truly impact, 10 people are listening out of 100. 100 people are combative. 100 people are contrarians. They're going at you. So when you now feel beat up from the world, who gives you that strength when you come home? The Holy Spirit. Your village. Your village. And the Holy Spirit lives within a village. Because at that point, you don't have the words. You don't know what to ask. So you go to people that actually build you up. So what we would say is the best way to impact the world is go build your village and then start impacting the world so you have true support. Because when you have numbers, nothing can stop you. Because you already know you have all them people that hold you down. So you're not looking to appease people. You're not looking to get in with people because you already have your, your, your foundation. You're building a house, but where's the foundation? It looks nice. Sounds nice. Like I, I heard, I hear a lot of politicians talk about, you know, I want to impact the world. Now, I'm out there making moves and putting in work. It's not just an idea. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? What I'm, I'm saying. I'm out there doing but it. But look, it looks the same on their end, too. But I always look at, I always tell who a person is by the company they keep. So if you keep no company, you're a nomad. How could I hold you accountable for anything? You keep no company. So that would be my standpoint. Like, I know you're a high character dude, because I know you. But at the end of the day, the company you keep really would show me who you truly are. Because if you're able to mingle with just anybody, then where's your home? You're homeless. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I'm, I mean, I'm not necessarily able to mingle with anybody. I'm able to impart into anybody. You know oh, what I'm saying? That's cool. And, and, that's cool. And even those, and even those people that's combative and that's, you know what I'm saying? And that's on the attack. I guarantee I planted a seed or I watered a seed that's going to impact, if not oh, now, later. You know we're not saying? stopping that. We're not stopping that because I think that that's, that's important. What we're saying is we're talking about personal relationships. You're talking about being a person on this earth dealing with yeah. humanity. When I think it's that's mission different. and purpose. Yeah. Huh? yeah. I think that's mission and purpose. Definitely. Like, like Definitely. I think that that's the thing that here in this group. I feel the same way every day I wake up. I'm like, I'm going to change the world. You know, if it's one person at a time or whoever, however, whoever, whatever, it's, you know, I will make an impact, but I, I agree with that personal relationship thing being the, um, that really is the mirror. It really is how we see ourselves. And you, you saying she was, she screwed up in the beginning and then I screwed up to match was perfect. <laughs> that was perfect because that's human. That's human. That's like, Hey, we're out here changing the world. Also, we're fumbling around making mistakes and bumping into people in crummy ways. And they're doing the same to us. And how are we going to navigate and manage that? in a way that sustains that, that love, but also, like you said, those principles. I really like that, the principles. So I, I just think, go ahead, Jerry. I I'm saying like, like we talked about before, like, you know, when you have this idea of saving the world and, you know, drastic, we talked about it on the podcast that we had you on as well. It's taken away from the people that you're building with. And I know right now you said you don't have a village, right? But if you yeah. narrow your focus, and you narrow down the people that you're interacting with, but still interacting, then maybe you can start to slowly but surely build it. But when you when you are giving to everyone, then it takes away from everyone else around you. 
And I think that, you know, it make those are things that make you feel good. But what about the people that expected you to show up for them as well? No, he's saying he's intentionally not having people around him so he can actually be a nomad and walk through the world like like Jesus and just impart wisdom and keep it moving. But as I said them before, the, the Holy Ghost, Jesus has Jesus had disciples, people who walked with him. He has no disciples, so he's not even following Jesus' lead. That's the goal. That's the goal too. That's the goal. I plan on I plan on making disciples. Disciples. Make sure, like the the most whether your 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 faith and obviously his faith is Christianity because he said the Holy Ghost. But at the end of the day, if the 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 number one symbol in your faith walked with people, how do you think you're going to do it different? So at the end of the day, you're just being lazy and you don't want to be vulnerable to actually walk with these people because you have to build it. If you build it, they will come. Now, I, I, I did use a key word. I, I said season, you know what I'm saying? So there's seasons for certain things. There's, there's times and place for everything. Right now I'm in a season of being single. You know what I mean? It won't always be like this, you know, but right now this is what it is. You know what I'm saying? And uh yeah, along the way I do, you know what I'm saying? That that would be great to have disciples. You know what I'm saying? And and have people that I walk with. You know, I'm, I got ten lions, you know what I'm saying? More you know, maybe not a hundred sheep, but I got ten lions and we could take on the world. Like, yeah, that's those are the goals for down the road, you know what I mean? Right now, that should it's be just the me. focus though. Think about it drastic. I can say my season is is staying idle. That's not a season, that's complacency. Like we, you're a very intelligent man, so it's cute when it's being said, but it's not a season. It's complacency because your focus, you never lose sight of your focus. If I lose a partner and I want to be in relationships, I'm losing that partner, but my goal is to be with a partner. So as soon as I lose that partner, the next day I'm trying to get to a place where I'm better, where I'm better suited for another partner. That's my focus. So I'm not yeah, saying- to me, that's like- Go ahead. I mean, yeah, I'm just saying like to me, like a lot of people might feel like having a partner is the end all, or, or is like one of the most important things for them in life. Like to me, that would be a good thing to have, but it's not necessary. I could take it or leave it out. Great, it'd be awesome. It'd be wonderful if I have a great partner to share life with. But if it don't happen, I'm still content. You know what I'm saying? Even if, if it don't happen, because the priority of my focus while I'm here on earth, being that my faith is Christianity, mm. is the reality that I believe in eternity, that there's an eternity that has to be faced. And the fact that this world will be destroyed one day and I'm getting up out of here and I want to bring as many people with me as I can. Yeah, I get that. But what I'm saying is if it's going to be wonderful for you to have a partner, or it's wonderful with you to have friends, the mentality never stops. I'm not saying you're going to acquire it. We're saying the mentality never stops. Because you'll never acquire it when you're like, yo, it's cool. If I'm single, I'm cool. That's being that's stifled. You're being stifled. But if you're like, I'm going to have people around me, you're going to start acquiring people around you. Your mission still, it, it's not going to stop your mission because your mission is going to bring the right people around you. It's the magnet. So when you have a mission, your mission is the magnet for other people. So that's what brings everybody closer. That's what allows people to see what you stand for. But doing it alone is the difference between going insane 
and actually give, giving something a great message. When you have people like, I would go insane if I didn't have people to bounce my ideas off of. It's the difference between madness and actually stepping up. You're greater in numbers. You're greater with several perspectives around. You're greater when somebody can tell you, nah, don't say that because you're painting yourself in a hole. I had to, been, I've been told like, stop, just stop talking. <laughs> and it saved my life. Mm. It saved my message. Without those people, I'd have lost my message. I might've lost my life. So when you lose focus of, of the fact that people are the message, building personal relationships, we wasn't just blessed with that, the ability to do that. That was given to us because that something greater than us taught us or was, was, was aware that we need numbers to actually achieve certain things, the gifts we have. When we lose track of that, no matter how strong, how many times you see great people fall into drugs, great people lose, lose their way because they didn't have a great circle, but they was brewing at what they did, but they didn't have that other piece like, yo, you need to stop this. So think about it. It's not about how brilliant you are. It's not about the God-given gifts and talent. It's about who you have around to actually nurture those things and understanding that you definitely need a good four people in your life to help you nurture your true, your true purpose. And people that are totally vested, not just people that you check in on every so often, like people that are totally, that's totally vested in the relationship, totally vested in themselves to know that they want a healthy relationship, totally vested in you knowing that they want a healthy relationship with you. I think that it's, it's, it's not just having people just kind of just having placeholders. It's really having people that want to show up every day like you want to show up and believe in the same things and believe in accountability and believe that they deserve a good friendship and you deserve a good friendship. So that's why you guys are going to step up together. I mean, try to work towards it. When you have it, tell me how different it is. Because you can't, you can't say, okay, how does it feel to live on this end if you never had? Like, I've been where you at. And that's been, like, that's been a place where I was like, I'm focused on my purpose. I want to change lives. And I realized I was going nowhere fast because I was talking to people one-on-one -on -one all the time, helping people one-on-one -on -one all the time. So I thought I was doing my part. But really, I was just too scared to, to, to deal with groups because I'm going to get more people. I'm going to, it's going to be stronger in numbers. So if I got 10,000 people I'm speaking to, I'm giving my message to 10,000 people. Yeah, but still, like, to me, that would be complacent, though, to realize that there's work that needs to be done mm -hmm. and to say, I'm not going to do that work until I get a group. That's complacent. No, 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 that's not no, what he's no. saying. That's not what we're saying. We're saying, do the work and you'll be a magnet. Yeah, and the group will come. Don't lose, don't lose sight of your purpose. We're saying whoever ain't with your purpose, Basically, what we're saying is you still reaching out to these randoms when you need to zero in and focus on the people who are moving in the same direction, which will help your purpose. It will catapult your purpose. They'll fill the blanks that you don't have. That's what I'm saying. And, I mean, I would say, you know, I'll be your friend. <laughs> I, I live far away, but I don't think distance matters. But, you know, that's the kind of friendships I'm calling in, too, is honest, authentic, willing to 
help each other be our best and, and get to those all those next levels in every area of our lives. And I don't always find that where I'm at, you know, especially in isolation like I'm at. Um, we're still, we're phase two, whatever, but I don't feel like I leave my house anymore. So some of my, all of my relationships feel very digital like this. And anyways, I'm putting my hat in the ring if you, if you need a friend. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm drastic measures on uh facebook feel free to send the request i don't know you know your name on there but yeah definitely you you seem like cool people her name is exactly what was written there oh okay <laughs> so i mean look at us we're build we're building friendships as we speak i know this is why this is what we're here for we want people to actually start building friendships off of the idea of being the best they can be stop building friendship off of vices or like Jerry said grief and hard times and struggle when you can connect with people to actually see outside of the struggle and they're gonna lift themselves up far beyond that and they're gonna make sure they throw a rope down and try to support other people see there's a difference between I, I created the rope threw the rope out me and two five other people got, got together and we came up with a plan and there's like 7,000 people behind us. We're gonna leave the rope there, but we're walking. Because we gave you out a way out. That I choose to climb. And that's what people fall short. Because they spend more time trying to be politician and say, I'm a good human being. But you was a good human being when you invented the rope and the way out. You know what I mean? But now you're off to the next thing you're gonna change. And it's okay to say that. Because I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna back somebody who does something that I can't do. I'm gonna back them in any way I can. But what I do is my purpose. You, everything can't be your purpose because then you lose focus. Yeah, you have to, you have to narrow, you have to narrow it down. Narrow your focus and just get together with other people. Like one day I had a discussion with somebody about groups, and I said, you know, there's a lot of people. I'm a person that believe my people are just people. They don't have a color, they're just people, right? There was another guy that, you know, he's about black, black, black people. There's another person that was working with us, they're about, you know, Hispanic people. There's another person. And I said, why can't we all get in a room and figure it out? You got heads in each place, we're gonna get it done. When you say just people, are you using that as a synonym for only or a synonym for righteous? Right, no, righteous. just or fair. Fair. People who are fair-minded. Fair, okay. Yeah. I, I, I sometimes I say it wrong, but I, I'm yeah. glad you got it. Fair. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. Like, those are my people. No matter what place I walked in, I always can point them out and we always can sit and chop it up. We don't think about nothing else but the fact that we want to see a, a better society, right? And relationships. And that's my vehicle. I believe a greater society is if everybody's in healthy relationships, there's no way we could have a bad society. No way. No way the world will be bad. We in great relationships because everybody's looking out for each other. Yeah. Everybody's nurtured. So that's our mission. Create equal and healthy relationships. But what we're doing is starting with personal relationships and building it out. You know, when you have personal relationships, you're inspired by your relationships. You're inspired by your foundation, you start to rub off on other people. You start to be a role model for what other people truly want. 
and now they see it done. And when they see it, they know it can be accomplished. So, you know, you guys say something drastic. Yeah, I was just gonna ask a question just to um, so you think that having relationships, like if everybody has relationships, that's the cure for society. If everybody is in equal and healthy relationships, definitely, definitely, everybody's I'm taking care. I'm still trying to process and understand that. That's that's the that's the main reason why I asked, just so I can hear it again. Because yeah, I'm still trying to understand that. You know, what I'm saying that concept. Everybody's taking care because they all in equal and healthy relationships. The reason we gotta lift up constant, constantly lift up people because we're not in equal and healthy relationships. So somebody's always suffering. And like Jasmine said, to be clear, not romantic, but just but in general. Yeah, but you got to have quality people for one, you know what I'm saying? Some people get into relationships with selfish ambitions. They out for self, they're trying to do people dirty. And obviously that's not everybody, but you know what I'm saying? There is a portion of people that exist that operate like that. And that's why you don't have equal and healthy relationships amongst everybody. But that's you know what the I'm key. saying? Like, that's but that's the, the but that's but that's the point. That's the point we're making. Yeah, they, if 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 you if you're coming across those people, then it's not equal or healthy. Keep it moving. <laughs> yeah, it, and if it's there's just more the people, people like that. There's more people like you. There's more people like me. There's more people like Amali. There's more people like Jerry. There's more people like Christine. <coughs> Think about it. Like where where right now you feel you walk into places and you feel the need to say that because it's it's a bunch of people that's saying the same thing. Everybody I talk to says the same thing. People hurt you. People hurt you. People hurt you. I'm like, but there's all people that don't hurt you, right? So why you keep talking to me about people who hurt you? I'm not even talking. I don't even consider them. I'm dealing with the people who don't hurt me. That's the whole point. So if you got strong values and strong morals and you're not like, you know what? Do you still reach out to them? Well, you're going to be around people that hurt you. Because the reason they out your life is because they hurt you. Versus me, I'm focused on the people who's not out to get me who's not out to hurt me and I'm nurturing those relationships and I'm, in, I'm, I'm convincing and talking to everybody about nurturing them same relationships because too many times those are the people like we're, we're, we're big on leadership. That's our greatest assets leaders. And we believe leaders don't need anything. That's our problem. We're always telling the leaders you need to, you need to loosen up. Leaders know what they're doing. They believe everybody can be leaders. That's what the issue is. And everybody's trying to convince them they can't. But everybody can be leaders. Just like everybody can be parents, which is a leadership role. Everyone is a leader in some type of way. This is what I'm saying. But that's where we at now. Everybody don't believe, oh, we can't be leaders. So that's the leader. And everybody could be leaders. So that's how leaders think. But not everyone wants the responsibility of Nobody people. wants the responsibility. Mm -hmm. So you're talking about the people that don't want to take responsibility for other people and they're living singular. I'm going to climb you. I'm going to climb her. I'm going to climb. I'm just going to climb to the top and look down on everybody. But if you sever those ties right, right. Be, soon as they're on your back, you're not carrying them. Yeah. So that's a mentality. And it's 1029. Yeah, it's 1029. <laughs> oh, okay. So I would like to say, whoever didn't share, please share, because again, although we, this was a, a, a very intimate setting and the people on Facebook were very quiet today, but I did see you guys. Um, we do want to sh we share this conversation because I think it's really 
important to get this around and circulating because I, to get people to think about the at least people in their lives. Are you the at least person? Do you have the at least person, or at least people in your, in your relationships? And think about it and force yourself to make a decision. Um, but thank you guys for all participating. I love that we create this platform. I like, I try not to lose love as Lucy, but I really like that we create this platform where we can have these healthy discussions and Christine and Drastic can yeah. hook up and be friends. And you know what I mean? <laughs> and, and we all believe that we are connected in some way because we all share, you know, similar beliefs and we all are unafraid to have the conversation. And you guys show up to be panelists and share your thoughts and your views. And I think that that's really amazing for other people to see it, for us to connect. Even when we don't agree, we're still coming to some type of agreement. And it's, it's really nice. And it's always been nice, but especially today with you guys having that exchange, it just made me feel really warm and fuzzy inside. So I do appreciate <laughs> you guys. And um, if you guys have not already checked out, um, you can check out our website at lovesgroupjourney.com. Um, if you know of anybody in need who want to sort things out and just kind of, you know, sometimes people have a hard time just figuring things out, they could check out our services. We have one-on-one -on -one services, friendship services, accountable parenting, which you guys will get a little sneak peek of, of what we do with accountable parenting next week. So I hope to see you guys there. Because even if you're not a parent, your uncle, or a cousin, whatever, you have kids around, I think it will be very beneficial. And we have the friendship sessions and the couple sessions and the group sessions. So we have a lot of tools that can help people navigate through their relationships in a healthy way. So check it out on loversgroupjourney.com. And thank you guys for joining us on Labor Day. Um, the last days of summer, you know, things are about to rub up again. Kids are starting to go to school. Think, you know, some people are going back to the office. Yeah, so um, things are about to get crazy again. But we are here. We're going to be here each and every Monday. So we hope to see everyone again next week. And if you are, you know, if anybody so wants to be a guest on our podcast. Oh, yeah, I forgot that part. And yeah. email us at um, the love snobs at loversagroupjourney.com. Yeah, Christine will be a good uh will be a good uh, panelist for your for your podcast. Yeah, we have a we have a book. We just don't have a I'm Molly. <laughs> oh, Molly's not booked yet. No, she's not booked yet. Uh, I'm calling you out. Christine, you gotta email. You gotta email me. <laughs> I will. I'll, I'll email you. I have your email. I'll email you. Okay. Thank Let's you. Let's schedule something. Okay. <laughs> oh yeah, one last thing before we go. I just want to say there's different versions of love, so it's okay for you to love what the platform is doing. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Justin. <laughs> All right, have a good one. All right, bye guys. Bye. Good night, everybody. Good night.